Hayyem Yom Yud Beis Kislev, the twelfth day of the month of Kislev, says the Rebbe. Birchas Shepatrani Mevorchim Beloy Shem Umalchus. Mevorchim Eisagambi and Beis, Hey, Bresh Chaydesh, Velav Dafkim Shabbos. So, this is a very um, intricate topic, the topic of a certain bracha called Baruch Shepatrani. <laughs> And from halachic perspective, it has a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, there's a whole big tumult about it. What is this blessing? There's a special blessing for when a child becomes bar mitzvah. Make a bracha that Hashem has released me from the punishment, from being punishable due to this child. Now, the source of this bracha is not so clear. It's from a medjish rabbah, which is a very, very unusual source. I don't think we have any other bracha sourced this way. And Amr Belazer, 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 he says in the Medrash that Tzarech Adam litapu b'nei adud gimel shana. You have to be metapel. You have to take care of your child until he's thirteen years old. Become ve'elich. From then on, Tzarech sheyem rebarach shapatrani. That's the words of the Medrash. From then on, become ve'elich. Tzarech sheyem rebarach shapatrani, which is not clear. It sounds more like a, uh, you could say it almost sounds like a statement, but. Is this a real bracha? Do you have to make baruch shapatrani that thank God that you, have, that you have exempted me from an obligation, so to speak, to this child? So it's quoted by Rishonim. The, uh, the Tashbits brings it down. The Maharil brings it down. Um, the uh, the, uh, the Chai brings it down. And they, they don't just bring it down. They say it with the full words. Baruch atah Hashem elikeinu melech you know, Asher Patarani, Me Unshesh, and so on. So, the Ramah in the Shulchan Aruch, he, he quotes this in Simon Reish Chafhei. He says the following He says, Yesh Oimrim, some say that Mishanasa Benay Bar Mitzvah, when a person's child, son, becomes Bar Mitzvah, Yvarich Barachata Hashem al Kenam al Chaylam, Shepatarani, Me Unshesh, and however, Paskins himself, it's good to do it, make the bracha without God's name, A, skip out God's name, and skip out, when you skip out Hashem's name, you also skip out the Malchus part, because the two go together. Um, in other words, that Amma is saying that being that this is not found anywhere in the Gemara, this whole source of the bracha is from a Medrash, and it's not even clear in the Medrash. So then, and we can't institute any new blessings which are not written, which weren't instituted, enacted in the earliest days by the Sanhedrin. Therefore, it's a bracha that, uh, it's tough it's to do it without making the bracha. Now the truth is, many G'dayle, many people made the bracha as written. The G'ra is very strong, the Vilna Goyen. He says, we have the source of the bracha from the Medrash. So it's from the earliest you could get. And the fact that it it's legitimately means that it means a bracha, we have in the Rishonim. In other words, we're not deciding that the Medrash meant an actual literal bracha. The Rishonim decided that, and they even spelled it out, the Mardchai. So then, what do you mean? Of course you make the bracha as written. And, and that's how the, the Chai Adam Paskin, so which is that's why you'll have many Yidin, Litvish Yidin, whatever it is, who actually make the bracha. Many not, because the Ramah ultimately says not to. But uh, Shleim Azalman Oyerbach made the bracha when 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 it was uh, you know when he had a bar mitzvah. Um, 
And uh, a lot of G'dayli Yisrael, actually if you look in the Kitzah Shechon you know what it says? It says to make the bracha. Baruch Hashem, full on. Not, not like the way that I'm, uh, so to speak, paskins. Um, in fact, interestingly enough, the Rabbeim themselves, the Rebbe's themselves, for their own children, made the bracha. Baruch Hashem, with Shemu Malchus. But the Friedrich Rebbe says, it's not a Hidal Rabbim, it's not an uh, instruction for the masses. And we follow the Ramah, where he says not to say it, uh, not to say it with the shame of Malchus. Now, the exact meaning of the bracha itself is uh, uh, something of tremendous uh, discussion, because uh, the Magen Avram brings down two pshatim. Is it that the father is thanking God that now the fact that if I'm misrashel, if I'm uh, lazy and weak in terms of the education of my child, I'm no longer held responsible. Now it's the kid's responsibility to strengthen himself, to gird his loins, and to face the battle of life on his own, or not with people's help, but meaning, or, right, so now that I have, I'm no longer punished for everything my child does wrong, the concept that when your child sins, when he's a child, it's your sin, it's your responsibility, it's because it's your problem. Your children's problems are your problems because it's your, you should take responsibility. Um, in a sense, your children are an extension of you and therefore you're responsible for the sins that they do. The Rebbe even has a chakira, whether kids are ba'etzim really obligated in mitzvahs, it's just that they don't have the uh, consciousness. You can't hold them responsible, but essentially their mitzvah is, is, is a mitzvah like an adult. Or the b'chalal not even, God never even commanded them. And the Rebbe in the letter learns more like the first approach. It's just It's just like there's a lion crouching over him. They can't do the mitzvah. You can't hold him responsible. He's, he's, he's immature. But the mitzvah in its essence is there. So how much worse would it make sense that the parent is punished for the sins of the child? Because the parent is a person with consciousness. Even though the halacha really is the chinuch is midrabanon. So it's a very difficult thing to say. The parent is actually responsible. That's why you'll find the radal who's pretty late, but he's a, he's a serious commentary. He's quoted by the Rebbe and others from the 19th century, but he's a serious mefaydash. He says that really it's about the mitzvah of learning Torah with your son. That you were misrasha, you were weak in that mitzvah. He says that's the only explanation he could find why you wouldn't make it for a daughter also when she comes bas mitzvah. She comes bas mitzvah. What's the, what's the difference? You, if you were weak in educating her? Others say that's not a good proof because no, First of all, there's a machlekes, whether you're also chayv in the chinuch of your daughter or not just your son. So that's one thing. Even if it is, there's less chinuch necessary for a girl. There's less mitzvahs, there's less you know, education um, uh, uh, necessary. And, uh, and in general, the girl, it's really the mother who takes responsibility for the girl a little bit more than the father. All kinds of answers why you don't make for a girl. But he wants to say it's really for the mitzvah of learning Torah. The other approach, the Lavush says, is that it's the contrary. It's actually the kid, this is a very sad thing, but the Torah says, you know, everyone says, your kids can't, don't, children are not punished for their parents' sins, right? But the Gemara says that it only goes to a, uh, an adult. Minor children are punished for their parents' sin, unfortunately. Right? So, uh, so therefore, it's a big bracha, because it's a big relief when a kid becomes bar mitzvah, and no longer could the kid be punished for the parents' sin. So in other words, you're saying Shafatrani from the from his own Einish. Um, so that's uh, that's uh, that's a whole. The, the Lavush himself asks on that. He says, yeah, "I don't understand." He says, "Because if so, what do you mean? Even after your bar mitzvah, if you keep keep doing averis, 
then you are held for your parents' respo- uh, sins as well. That's what he asks. Even though we could answer that, okay, but he doesn't have to be oichazin b'maisei avisein. He doesn't have to continue in his parents' corrupt pathways um, and pathologies. But uh, that's what he says. It goes on. But interestingly enough, I just saw right now that the Arachayim HaKadosh says the exact same shot like the Levush. He also learns like that. That the bracha is that your kid is no longer punished uh, due to your sins. Lemaise, the Rebbe Paskins over here that we say without a bracha. And it's interesting that the Nusach in the Ramah was Baruch Shepatrani Me'onshay Shalzeh. I'm looking in the Siddur of the Altar Rebbe. He says Shepatrani Me'onish Halazeh. So I, I couldn't find the explanation of why he changes the nusach from, uh, from you know, oynish halozel. It's an interesting expression. Um, the fact that we say shepotrani and we don't say asher pitorani, that's a whole discussion. Some people say it's a big mistake. Others say, no, we find in brachas like that. We say, baruch atashem, asher nasan reach toiv that you put a good scent into fruits. We don't say asher nasan reach toiv bapeiris. So that's a whole discussion. Fine, the Alter Rebbe says she. Shepatrani, not a Shepatrani. But then he says, not me on Sheshalze, he says, me oinish haloze. So you have to think about that, whether he's trying to connote something. And then the Mangan Avram brings that the custom is that you want to be Mefarsim, you want it to be well known that he became Bar Mitzvah. So what do you do? You wait until the first time he's either Chazin or he gets an Aliyah or he reads the Torah, which is on Shabbos. However, the custom of Chabad is that we don't wait till Shabbos to give him an Aliyah, we do it right away. So therefore, that's why the Rebbe says here that no, that we, 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 we do the bracha at the first opportunity, if it's a Monday, if it's a Thursday, if it's a Rish Chaydesh, and it doesn't have to be dafke on Shabbos. Understood? Next. For the core of the Hayyim Yayim, it's already 10 minutes, so we'll just give it a minute and a half. Says the Rebbe, it's, it's received a tradition in our hands in the name of the Baal When you hear something not good, about another Jew. Even if you have no idea who that Jew is, you have to be pained with tremendous anguish, anguish, with tremendous pain. In the original letter, he even adds the words in Yiddish. He says, That means you have to take it to heart. But anyways, you have to be pained with a tremendous anguish. Because for sure, someone is bad. Someone, something is very, very negative here. If it's true what they're saying about so and so, that means you have a yid who's 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 this bad. And if it's not true, then the one who's telling it over is in such a bad place. He's telling over something so negative. Ah, you're going to ask the famous question on this. Even if it is true, the guy who's telling it over is also a bad guy. Because who told him to say Lashon Hara? Right. But the truth is, very often, the halachas of Lashon Hara don't necessarily um, uh, uh, apply. For example, if it's already well-known, if it's famous, then not necessarily is it mamish the iser of, 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 uh, of Lashon Hara. Also, what if you're trying to protect the person, so you're, you're saying necessary things? It's not always applicable, but regardless of what's being said, you should run away, because you, you should feel terrible, because no matter what... Some, there's someone bad in the situation, either the person telling it over, or the person, and we all don't like negative energy, so we run away. Yeah. I, how can we listen to Lashon Hara? Apparently, we don't, twice, apparently, it gives us joy. Schadenfreude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, whatever, it's a problem. We have to learn how to hold, so you'll see why people get joy from other people's problems, and why they don't care about other people. 
And it's uh, there's a whole member of the Rebbe Shab devoted to this. Everyone have a wonderful day.